You're listening to Fidem Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Today's homily is from Sunday, August 20th, 2023, the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time, titled Riff Raff. I have a family member who, in his job, he travels a lot. He's always on a plane somewhere. And a few years ago, he was sharing with us that he had to go for a meeting in Minnesota, Minneapolis, in February. Now, it might be hard to imagine what February in Minneapolis is like when it's 110 outside. But when he was there, the cab came and picked him up, and the Uber came and picked him up in the airport, and, and he was all bundled up, and he said there was a driving snow, just driving snow, miserable cold in Minneapolis. And he got into the, in the Uber, closed the door, and he said to the Uber driver, how do you live like this? How do you, how do you all live like this? And he answered in two ways. He goes, well, you get used to it. And it keeps away the riffraff. <laughs> and so I'd like that to be my sort of point of departure today. What is, what is riffraff and where does that come from? It actually found out as some kind of French term meaning one and many over there. But it's kind of a, a negative connotation for the common folk, the riffraff. Even the sort of undesirables, riffraff. I also think people of certain ethnic groups tend to consider other ethnic groups, oftentimes I've seen this, and it's a reality, as, as riffraff. Um, I don't know, you might be familiar with uh, Dr. John Bergsma, he's a theologian that was commenting on this, and he's from Pennsylvania, where there's a lot of Pennsylvania Dutch, and his ancestors are Dutch. And he said the Dutch had a saying, and it went like, if you ain't Dutch, you ain't much. I think that's slightly racist myself. <laughs> but I got some more here, because we see this in all communities. I had a friend in college who was, she was from, she was from Kenya. She went to school here in Texas. And uh, she was Catholic, and she came to the student center, and sometimes I would introduce her. I said, this is my friend, Kavuda, her name was, Diane. And she would hate it if when I said, oh, she's from Africa. She didn't like that. She goes, I am from Kenya. Do not lump me in with the Somalians. <laughs> and she'd make that face, Somalians. Because in her mind, that's right next to it. That's riffraff. It's kind of like if someone calls you a North American and lumps you in with Canada, you know. God loves Canadians too, you know, so. But the Israelites were the best at this. They quite literally considered everybody else riffraff, Gentiles, barbarians, less than them. And, and they were, in their, in their defense, they were called the chosen people of God. That would instill a certain amount of pride. And when in Jesus' time came up, the 
Pharisees were open, they were, were seeking out some converts, but the Essenes, the Zealots, and the Sadducees, they had no time for anybody who wasn't of a royal line. If you were not an Israelite, you were not invited into the covenant God. These Roman soldiers, these are riffraff. These are pagans, these are barbarians, and they don't want any part of them. But, as we see, and especially in the book of Isaiah and in all the prophets, there's always a hint that God wants everyone to be part of the people of God. That the temple itself said it will be a place of prayer for all peoples. And as you guys sang like four or five times, God, let all nations praise you. Let all nations praise you. That's in the psalm. It's there. They didn't seem to know it or seem to get it. Now, God did warn them against taking on the ways of the Gentiles. Because often they would. They would intermarry. And instead of bringing them into the Israelite faith, oftentimes they joined their barbarian faith. Solomon did this. He had all these wives, and they were pagans. And oftentimes he not only joined them, he built altars to pagan gods, Moloch too. He became one of the people that the Israelites considered riffraff. And that is a, something we all need to remember, that we meet people where they're at, but we love them enough not to keep them there. Wherever they're at, whatever they're struggling with. Having said that, in the gospel today, we meet this Canaanite woman. Who is the Canaanites? Who are they? Well, they're one of the peoples that the Israelites were supposed to run over, drive out of the Holy Land, to wipe out. She is considered very much a person who is riffraff. But she is shocking to them because she is a woman, two things, of tremendous faith and tremendous humility. Tremendous. They remember what they were back in Moses' time. And here comes this woman, a Canaanite woman, who approaches Jesus. Calls out, knows what to say. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is tempted by a demon. She understands he's capable of supernatural things. Most riffraff wouldn't know that. And here's what I think is amazing. She works through seemingly an insult. I, we are told and we know that Jesus knew what people were thinking. He knew what they were thinking. And he drew them to him. So when she first calls out, he doesn't answer. I think he's trying to make an example because they know they're watching this. And then when she comes closer, he makes that famous statement which sounds like an insult. We do not give the food of children to dogs. Most of us in here would be very insulted at that. She works through it, keeps persisting, and says even the dogs wait for the scraps that fall off the master's table. And at that moment, Jesus gives her a new name, not a dog, but woman. Oh, woman, great is your faith. And I think we can unpack that into something amazing. 
The Greek he calls her gyne. It's the same word she, he uses for Eve and for his own mother, gyne, woman. Now in English, woman is sometimes an insult, but not for the ancients it wasn't, and not in Italian or Spanish it's not. Doña and Donna are not insults, they're titles, like Don, Sir, Ma'am, Woman. He all of a sudden elevates her and shows the rest of them she has more face than the rest of you. An amazing accomplishment with what they consider, his listeners consider, riffraff. But Jesus, from the moment he started his ministry, he sets out for all the prostitutes, the tax collectors, the addicts. He seeks them out, says the sick do not need a doctor, but the sick do. That's why he went after them. He pursued them. And he loved them enough. We often hear this, and I think we have to tell our, remember this. We'll hear people say, God loves you just how you are. He loves you, but he loves you too much to keep you there. He went after the prostitutes and wanted to bring them out of their lifestyle. He went after the tax collectors who were cheating people to bring them out of that lifestyle. The addicts, everyone who is a riffraff. But he asks us to do the same. Don't join them. But pull them out to discipline, holiness, and hopefully sainthood. Don't become one of them. But to seek them out to the people who are considered riffraff. I want to give some of you, especially you adults, this can be, this can be kind of a, um, a moment of grace. To maybe share with your spouse or maybe even your parents a time when you felt like riffraff. And how did you handle it? And what did it teach you? Why did God allow that? And what did you learn from it? Hopefully it makes us more compassionate, more forgiving, more brave to reach out to them, to go to them. A few years ago, I was invited to a banquet. It was a fundraiser for a shelter and they sent me an invitation, but it was really an invitation to buy a ticket. So it was a Protestant group running a shelter in Waco. So I wrote them a check for $25 uh, for a meal and a little fundraiser, and they sent me a ticket. Okay, I'll go. So I went, and several hundred people, I think I was the only Catholic. I was wearing my clerics. I'm already feeling a little weird. I walked up to the table, Woman starts, hello, I'm, I'm Father John Gazzaldo. She's flipping through the book. She can't find my name. She goes, are you sure you signed up? I said, I got my ticket. It's got to be good for something. Well, she said, go, go ahead on in and help yourself and find a place to sit. So I did. I got me a plate, went and got some chicken fried steak and some mashed potatoes. I'm walking around, and there was a table with about half full. So I said to the people there, can I sit with you? And they said, no, these seats are saved. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go to the bathroom, kind of regroup. Went to another table. Can I sit with you guys? Uh, no, these seats are saved. Chicken fried, fried steak wasn't any good. Anyway, I left. <laughs> I left because I felt like riffraff. I f Nobody likes that. Now reading her story, I wish I would have pursued it some more and say, hey, I'm not feeling very welcome right now. <laughs> but we give in to these 
I wrote him a little letter. He wrote me in a letter back to apologize. And I think every once in a while I think about that, even at meals when I see people sitting alone, we should go sit with them, give up our seat for them. Because really, it only takes one time. It only takes one time for someone to come in here, not feel welcome, and they will never come back again. So I would ask all of us here to recognize Jesus on the cross, the greatest riffraff, when he was on that cross and those soldiers were pounding those nails into his feet and hands, what were they thinking? This is a nobody. It's a criminal. He's one of them. He's riffraff. Little do they know what they were doing. Even Jesus said they do not know what they were doing. I imagine they could get, if they could get that moment back, they would live their life differently. To seek out the riffraff and to realize that we are part of that and he became one of us. And that we become a church of riffraff. To be able to answer that prayer that we sang in the psalm over and over. Let all of us, all of the riffraff, let all nations, all nations praise you. You've been listening to Fidem Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you can be made aware when new episodes drop.